You are listening to the Healing to Happy podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs, safety is imprinted, and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. I also need to stop saying a hundred percent. I just got off of a stomach call and all I kept saying was, I kept, I'm like, Lord, like, you know, in the back dialogue, I'm like, stop saying 100. Please. hundred percent. I love it. Like, we I noticed. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I have these, this new one that I'm saying, I'm like, I love that for you. And I genuinely do, but I'm like, I'm yeah. saying that a lot now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We get stuck yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to jump in and chat conscious relationships, relationships, life journeys. We have been on these parallels for, I think I met you like what, a year ago um, at some in-person event. And I was like, I saw you and I was like, outfit, hat, vibe, her. Exactly the same (laughs) thought that I had about you. I'm like, outfit, vibe, everything about her. I like it. (laughs) I'm like, she's a freaking vibe. I'm here for it. Um, So I'm really excited to get to know you even more here in this space and introduce you to my community. But before we do that, the question I always ask everyone on this podcast, is called healing to happy. And the reason I like to ask this question specifically is because oftentimes when we listen to podcasts, we forget that people are human and we forget that we forget that they're a person, right? And we kind of elevate them to a certain standard or this belief system. And I know I did that with podcasts where I was like, oh, I have to be this perfect person and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I like to start the podcast by asking, what are you currently healing your way to happy on? Mm, I love this question. And I so deeply relate because on the journey of healing, I think we see the person who's five to 10 steps ahead of us. And they've already gotten through the thing that we're growing through and it can create a lot of comparison, but underneath all of it, as perfect as someone looks on the outside, they're still human on the inside and they're working through their own form of challenges and pain and heartbreak and healing. And for me right now, I am I'm in the relationship with the one, like I met the man who I know I'm going to marry. I know I'm going to have his babies and there's this deep level of safety and certainty within it. And most of my journey has been, you know, finding the person. And then once I find the person, once I found the person, how do we have a healthy relationship together when I've been through trauma or you've been through trauma? And how do we get onto the same page with our growth, with our challenges, with our miscommunications? And so it's been this really beautiful dance in intimacy where, you know, a lot of my past relationship journey has been, you know, although I was in a relationship, I experienced trauma through the relationship and it wasn't like, it came out of, it came out of me seeking. It came out of me seeking to heal a part of myself, but not knowing that that's what I was doing and realizing on the other side of the pain that I had been sabotaging my own healthy relationship with myself through looking through it in another person. And so this one has flipped the script where instead of me focusing so much on him and like how I can have the perfect partner or whatever, it's like, well, how can I unconditionally love the person who's in front of me, who's so perfect in so many ways, and yet is not the perfect human being because I'm also not the perfect human being. 
And I used to hold this belief that I need to be this perfect or perfectly healed version of myself in order to have the relationship that I want. And it kept me on this journey of like, you know, almost punishing myself through relationships because I felt like I needed to heal or fix something about myself and then I'd be worthy of love. However, within this, it's really about me accepting all of my shit, all of my darkness, all of my pain, all of my trauma, all of my past and being loved in it. And I realized how that, how hard that has been for me to love myself in it because I have the man who I'm like, I love him so much. And I wish I could be better for him. Sometimes I wish I could be a better partner for him sometimes. And so it's coming down to having a lot of compassion and patience with myself while I'm healing in the mirror of a relationship. Mm, thank you for letting us in on that. Cause that's so yeah. fucking relatable, especially after you get through the honeymoon phase, right? Mm-hmm. You're like actually in it and you're like, dang, you're actually a mirror for every insecurity that I hold within my soul because now you got to see it because now I'm living with you and you're in close proximity and there's no hiding and there's all these things. And that's the growth. Like that's the ayahuasca journey of the whole thing. Like it's like Mm -hmm. how can I still hold my individuality, my strength, my love, my compassion, my grace through the moment of you seeing the most vulnerable, tender parts of me and will you still love me through that, right? And letting that 100%. be expressed and held in that. <laughs> and it's like, it, I love that. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure we're going to dive even deeper into this. But before we jump into that, can you introduce yourself to our community or reintroduce yourself to any of your listeners that are popping in? Yeah, I absolutely can. So my name is Taylor Tozak and I go by Taylor the Life Coach on Instagram I have been a coach for just about five years now and entrepreneur for four of those years. And I work with women on healing through what they've been through so that they can help the people that they're here to help and so that they can have the love that they're here to have and so that they can live the life that they're here to live. So underneath it all, I essentially help people become who they authentically are. And I've seen how that manifests within multiple different areas of their lives. So, you know, it comes down to healing and unpacking a lot of the stuff that we've picked up along the way and the traumas or the pains or the projections or the past and unraveling those layers so that we can live life as the truth of who we are and be who we are at our core. And I am deeply, deeply, deeply passionate about personal development and growth and self-mastery and like becoming the best version of myself through every single mirror of life, through relationship, through friendship, through love, through life, through business, through my own growth journey. And I'm super fucking passionate about, you know, living a life that is so free free from all of the bullshit that I've been told, free from all the bullshit that I've bought into and just unpacking all of the stuff that is inhibiting me in living my life the way that I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a little little snippet about me. I I have two cats. (laughs) (laughs) I spent the first three years of my journey traveling nomadically and You know, I moved away from my home country during COVID, went through massive heartbreak, had to unpack a lot of trauma and, you know, really realized how much I was not being myself in my life. And now I'm on a deeper journey of becoming more of who I am in all areas of life. And she really is like, even you speaking right now, my entire body just like open, like it's fun to like feel somatically when I sit down with people that I'm interviewing and like how my body reacts to their energy. And I just felt my heart open where I'm like, you are the embodiment of your work. And it's so cool to witness because, you know, I don't know you personally, but to like see your life and the unfolding and the traveling and the road trip you went on and then the home that you're building with your partner and like your guys's life in Tulum, like it's just been really cool to witness this like evolution of you becoming even more and you sharing that online mm. it's been this like that's why I was like I need to get you on this because it's <laughs> it's so cool to witness people that are in that space where it's like yeah you know I admire it I'm expanded by it I can see what's happening even though mm. I'm not like that kind of journey and seeing the life that you're creating is such a gift and it's really cool mm. to see 
and you said something that landed where it's like the relationships as your like biggest growth portals one time. I remember you said that and you were kind of alluding to that right here. And that's, that's where I want to start with this conversation. Cause I think sometimes we have different elements. People have it. It's like a health journey. People have it yeah. like a spiritual journey. People have it like a money journey. You and I yeah. relate on that field where it's like my biggest journeys of my life has always been my relationships. And so yeah. talk to me about that. What cracked that open for you to then go on this mm-hmm. journey to Tulum and to find yourself and to build this business and or deepen this business and do that kind of stuff. What was that for you? Wow. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying too, about how everybody's journey and their path of personal growth and becoming is through these different areas. And it's like, I used to compare myself to women who just had love easy where I'm like, why can't I just have a good, easy, healthy relationship? Like, why does a relationship feel so freaking hard for me? Why does it feel damn near impossible to find the love and the relationship that I want? And my journey goes all the way back to when I was 13 years old and my dad unexpectedly went to prison and it cracked my family. It cracked me open. And Looking back in hindsight, I can see how I, as my 13-year-old self, formed the belief system that the man that I love lies and leaves. And that core belief led me down a path of choosing men who lied and then they leave. So I went on a series of creating relationships unconsciously, of course, not knowing this at that moment in time. I was you know, my whole teenage years was spent investing my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole being, like everything that I had into a man who wasn't actually going anywhere with his life, who was on the trajectory of going to prison. And I would put my whole soul into him and like try to help him see his potential. Because, you know, I think as women, we can see the potential in a man. We see him for his greatness. We see him for the king that's in him. But not all men are ready to choose it. Not all men are committed to becoming that. And so I saw, I saw these guys and I saw them for what they could be, but I didn't see them for who they were. And it wasn't until I was 19 years old, engaged to a guy and he went to prison that I had the breakdown moment where I'm like, what path am I on right now? I'm on this path of essentially recreating the relationship that my mom had, you know, recreating the relationship that my mom had with a man who at that moment in time, I remember when he actually got sentenced and I was on this trip and I'm like, I'm born and raised in a small city in Saskatchewan. It's very flat. Like there's no ambition there. And so I didn't feel like there was ever really a path of purpose or growth for me. I went on this trip to the mountains right after my boyfriend at the time, fiance at the time actually got sentenced. And I started to really question my life. And I started to feel so much guilt around the thought of leaving, but feeling like that was the right choice. Mm -hmm. And I remember the phone call where I told him that I'm not coming back and how that completely shifted me on this trajectory of choosing myself. And that was the first time that I ever fully completely chose myself. And Several months later, like I went on my era of just like being free, being young, going with the flow, just like single. I'm like, I'm liberated now. And a few months later, I met this man and like a man who was stable, a man who had a career, a man who was really grounded, who was just like comfortable. And I was in my like gypsy era where I'm like, I'm going to sell my car and move to Thailand, you know? And I really wanted to do that. (laughs) I haven't done it yet, but it's still like, it's still a desire. I'm like, I got to do that. That's the one thing that my 19 year old self still needs to do. (laughs) And I love that. I love that you've already done it. Cause it's like, it's one of those things that like that version of myself, she was like, I'm here to live free. Like, I want to live a free life. I want to travel. I want to explore. I want to see the world. I want to express myself. And I had just come into the world of spirituality at this point too. So I was like with my crystals and doing yoga and meditating. And I was very like feminine and flowing. And he ended up offering me a room to stay in his house. 
So for a few months, I'm renting off of this guy. And while there's attraction, he's very attracted to me and I'm attracted to him. I'm like, no, I don't want a man right now. I want to be me. I want to be free. And after some time, I started to realize that this was stable and safe and secure and comfortable. And I didn't have that for many years of my life. I didn't have this level of stability. So I leaned in and I started a relationship with him. And then I got a job and I started working at the gym and I expanded my career until four years in. I have the career, I have the relationship, I have the beautiful home, I have the friends, I have the travel, I have the beautiful body, I have the fun, I have it all but I'm literally empty inside of myself. I feel so disconnected with who I am. I'm like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And because I was so depressed, but didn't really realize it, I started drinking. I started doing drugs. I started looking for a high in my life. I started trying to find this sense of aliveness. And I had suppressed so much of my authenticity. I suppressed my spirituality, my sexuality, my self-expression. I was just like a shell of myself. And I felt like this is what I have to do. But I felt so disconnected that my soul inside of me was screaming for more. But I couldn't find it through the avenue of this relationship because at the end of it all, we valued very different things. I valued growth and evolution and he valued comfort and stability. And in hindsight, looking back, I realized like if we look at our core human needs, right, like safety, variety, growth, contribution, connection and significance, the only thing that I was receiving through that relationship was safety, but none of my other needs were actually being met. And I didn't realize it until after the fact, but I ended up starting training at this moment in time, started working with clients because I was looking for this like moreness in my life. Like I'm like, there's more, there's more, there's more. And I feel so trapped and so stuck here. And while I was on this trajectory, while I was on this path, I ended up meeting a guy who gave me this sense of variety, the sense of aliveness, the sense of excitement, the sense of significance, this connection, all of the things that I had been missing. And I cheated on my partner. And I realized through this path that I'm like, I am so unhappy. How could I do such a hurtful thing to the person that I love the most in the world? And so I hired a therapist and I made my plan because I realized like, I can't stay here anymore. And this was my avenue out. This was my way out of the relationship because I knew I couldn't go back. And so I ended up moving out unexpectedly overnight. I told him, I was like, I, I, I have to leave. I have to leave this relationship. And it was the hardest conversation to be really radically honest and to share. This is what's actually going on because we had the kind of relationship where it was like, everything was pushed under the rug. It was resentful. It was like, there was no communication. There was really nothing there anymore, but love. And so I ended up moving out having a full on breakdown. I'm like with my two cats, I just moved into this apartment. I have barely been paying my own bills at this moment in time. So I'm like, how am I going to pay for this apartment? Like that was one of the reasons I almost didn't leave because I was provided for, I was safe. I was secure. I had a man that offered me essentially everything except for myself. And so I moved out and I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to survive on my own? And I ended up finding the path of manifestation is actually this book. You are a badass was one of the first ever personal development books that I read. And it gave me this like glimmer of hope that I'm like, I can have this life. Like I read about Jen Sincere and she's like, she's traveling, she's free. She's doing all these things. I'm like, I want that life. Like that's the life that I want to live. And so I end up a few months after leaving this relationship, quitting my job at the gym and going full-time into coaching. I had hired my first ever coach at this time. And I go on this journey of healing, of cracking myself open, of understanding why we do the things that we do as humans, what leads us to doing self-sabotage, what leads us to staying in situations that aren't serving us, what leads us to choosing these kind of things. And I started to realize that it was all coming down to unresolved trauma from my relationship with my father. And I started to recognize that I had this aversion to stability and I was addicted to chaos. And so it created all of these crazy dynamics in my life. And then I had to go on this journey of unpacking them, 
I had the gift of going on this journey of unpacking them. And then I started, I quit my job a month later, moved back home, living with my mom out of nowhere. And I'm like, I just decided to be an entrepreneur. I just decided to quit my job. I like went all in, burn the boats, take the island. I believe in my dream moment. And look at me now. I'm sleeping on an air mattress at my mom's house. Like my life was so good a few months ago. What the fuck happened? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so, it was like, damn it. What did I do? And that's where the like shame and self-judgment comes in. Cause it's like, I had it all good. Everything was great. Like, why did I like, why did I ruin it? You know, but I ended up not doubting myself. And gratefully at this moment in time, I was in a mastermind and this mastermind of like sisterhood and connection and like having women around me allowed me to still believe in myself, even though my circumstances looked like they were falling apart and I was going downhill. And so this was in 2019. So this is a few years ago, but I was living at home and I was just seeking for something. Like, I'm like, I need to break out of this pattern that I'm in. And my dad ended up going to prison again for the second time around in my life. It was unexpected. So I'm living at home and all of a sudden I'm going through the same trauma again, but I handle it very differently this time. And I ended up moving away months later and deciding that, you know, even though I'm just going through all of this stuff, all of this internal stuff, like I ended up actually something I didn't mention was I ended up um, calling in what I like to name issue-based relationships. Like mm -hmm. we talk about relationships being a mirror, right? Relationships are a mirror for the stuff that's inside of us and our unresolved inner child wounds. So I ended up attracting these different men just as like dating dynamics. And they triggered me in such intense ways that it was like, whoa, this is too much. I can't handle it. But like, you know, I ended up dating a guy for a few months that ended up leaving me for another woman. And I realized that it was like, what the fuck is happening here? But I started attracting men to essentially punish myself because I hadn't forgiven myself all the way for what I had done with my partner for years. Mm -hmm. So start attracting these guys, anyone that's healthy, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. I'm successful in my business. My life is amazing. You know, I move into this beautiful apartment. All of a sudden I'm like having amazing success. I manifest a six figure business. I'm doing amazing things. And I fall in love with this man who he and I end up having a year long relationship where I'm like, he's, he's the one I'm like, he's the one, he's the one, he's everything to my mind. But internally, intuitively, there's something that I'm constantly feeling off about. And during this time, I was working with a somatic sexologist. I was working with a somatic therapist. I was working with a coach. I was doing a lot of healing work, right? I was unpacking all the stuff with my dad. I was unpacking my relationship with my sexuality, my self-expression, my voice, my communication, boundaries, speaking my truth, asking for what I need, like doing the deep work. And I always had this underlying feeling that like something was wrong, this like deep fear that like my life is just going to drastically change all of a sudden. But I kept mindsetting my way out of it. I'm like, no, everything's okay. No, I can trust him. No, things are good. But I'd get these intuitive pings out of nowhere that it's like, I literally don't feel okay. Like, I feel like there's something wrong. And I go home for Christmas and this is in 2020, 2020, I go home for Christmas and I'm driving home and it's like a full moon. And I ended up feeling like there was something like something's about to change. I don't know what it is, but I feel really, really scared of it. I message him. I was like, do you love me? It's like this insecure feeling. Like, do you love me? And I used to ask him all the time, like, you know, I'm feeling really insecure. I need reassurance right now. Like mm -hmm. I was no stranger to communication and he's like, I do love you. And I think we need to end our relationship. And it came out of nowhere. So mm -hmm. I ended up going home, driving home and just heartbroken, deep, deep despair. Like what the heck? I thought this was it. I thought this was the relationship, but I ended up like having such a deep heartbreak that I, it catapulted me into my healing it catapulted me into really choosing myself all the way. 
Because the reality is, is looking back in hindsight, I wasn't fully choosing myself. I was choosing them over myself. Mm-hmm. And so this is when my travel journey actually finally started. This was when COVID just happened. I spontaneously moved to California overnight, uh, living out of a suitcase with my two cats. I ended up getting really sick with COVID and just like all of these major things happened. But right after I moved to California, I found out, wait, actually, I need to, I realized I fucked up the story a little bit. We'll edit that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So I, so we, I ended up spontaneously traveling to San Diego, California. And I met my first ever life coach there. And we went on this trip to Hawaii and I'm like living my dream life. I'm like, I have the freedom. I have the business. I have everything that I've ever wanted. Now I'm free and I'm fully expressed. Hawaii, we traveled California. I'm like, this is the life that I want to live. Like, this is the life that I want to live. I want this freedom. And out of nowhere, my ex comes back and he's like, I made the biggest mistake of my life. Like you are actually the one, like you are the woman that I want to be with forever. And it shocked me to my core because at this time I was like, what? Like, this is what I've always wanted all along. Like, I always wanted you to see this, like, this is like, you're finally getting it. And I was torn because I'm like, this is again, you know, I'm in this trajectory of like, I could go back and be with him or I could go be free. And because I loved him so much, I went back. Mm. I went back and he helped me pack up my life. And we ended up, he ended up dropping me off at the airport. And I went and sent myself off to California. And right after I left, this feeling that I had in my heart and my gut and my intuition just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until the point where it was right in front of my face that the whole time we were together, he had another girlfriend. And it was the biggest shock to me that the whole time I was actually the other woman. And so I realized through this experience that I was actually in a relationship that was a lie the whole time. The man I love leaves and the man that I love love lies. So this just got validated even further. And so this is the thing that actually sent me on the trajectory of deep, deep, deep healing. I ended up going and, you know, at this point in time, I was trauma informed, breathwork facilitator, coach, all these things imposter syndrome went to a 10. I'm like, who, why would I go through such this hard thing? Like my life was amazing. There were so many good things about it. I was on this trajectory of success and all this heartbreak hit me so hard that I feel like I can't be, I'm not who I know myself to be. Like it was a complete identity shift and it traumatized me in such an intense way that I ended up getting really, really sick, couldn't leave bed, ended up becoming homeless overnight. And my whole life was just like this disaster. But I went back to this deep level of faith that I had inside of myself, just like I did when I was living at my mom's. And I I ended up not giving up, essentially. Ended up getting this intuitive hit to go to Costa Rica. And I was dating a man at the time. He followed me there. The relationship, again, issue-based relationship, where he and I were playing out our inner child wounds with each other. We were playing out our relationship wounds with each other. We were trying, 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 but it wasn't actually progressing. It was actually spiraling down. And I think there's a vast difference between, you know, us healing together and us evolving together compared to us trying to heal together and actually hurting each other more. And that's what was happening in that relationship. We're both conscious. We're both doing the work, but we weren't actually for each other. And we both knew that. And so we're in Costa Rica and our polarity, our connection, our chemistry, all of it just started to go like this. And he ended up deciding to leave. And rather than me saying the man I love leaves and he's this and he's that, I'm like, deep in my heart, I know that he's not the one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to consciously choose to let him go. And so we had a conscious uncoupling. And this was the first time that I ever really reclaimed my power in a relationship. This was the first time that I ever really was like, I'm done. I'm done with the patterns. I'm done with the pain. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The next day out of nowhere, my ex comes back. I blocked him. 
He'd been blocked this whole time. He blocked me. I'm pretty sure the moment I found out that he was with another woman, he blocked me. And so I never had the answers to any of these questions that like, why would you do this? And why would you do that? And out of nowhere, he shows up and it's this divine orchestration of, Hey, did you guys learn the lesson? Did you learn the lesson, Taylor? Did you learn the lesson? And we didn't learn the lesson. We had a lot of unresolved stuff with each other. And so what ended up happening was we ended up reconnecting. He, again, you're the love of my life. I made the biggest mistake. He and his woman are still together. Hmm. And so this whole entire time, I'm trying to convince him, not trying to convince him. I'm trying to convince him to tell her essentially. I'm like, hey, tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her your truth. Tell her how you actually feel. Because I can see very clearly his lessons, but I can't see my own, right? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can see someone we're like, I see what you need to work on. These are all the things that you got to do. Yeah. We forget that although our relationships are mirrors, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's not them. Like, it's not only them. It's like, oh shit, like this is also for me. What is in this for me? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. I wasn't willing to see myself. I wasn't willing to see myself through him. I could see him very clearly, but I wasn't seeing myself all the way. And so I ended up going through the, I ended up having an ayahuasca ceremony in Costa Rica, coming out on the other side, clear as day, boundaries, 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 have boundaries with your heart, have boundaries with yourself. If he is unwilling to meet you, you don't have space for him in your life. And in that moment in ayahuasca, I realized that like my whole journey of relationships was because I had zero boundaries. I had a complete lack of boundaries. I was people pleasing. I was trying to be perfect. I was trying to like, you know, be all of these things in order to receive love. And so I was terrified that if I set boundaries, then I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to receive the love that I want. Mm -hmm. And so because I chose not to learn the lesson, I ended up going through the same situation all over again, blocked deleted, disconnected, and having to learn the lesson, having to learn it all the way. And that was where the beginning of me choosing, 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 choosing consciously to learn. And I ended up going through a whole nother certification around somatics and sensuality and self-expression. And I went through this whole other program. And so for me, having sisterhood and having women around me was the key to me healing all of this. Cause anytime I didn't have that support system around me, I'd spiral, mm-hmm. I'd go down. I couldn't do it on my own. And so it gave me the like support systems to keep going, move back to Canada, saw my family for the first time, ended up briefly dating a couple of different guys, realizing neither one of them was the one, but I'm just like, here, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to Costa Rica after actually after the event that I met you at. And right after that event, I went to Costa Rica and I'm like, who am I? Like, who am I? What am I doing? How am I here to live? And spontaneously overnight, like I had a couple of girlfriends who were in Tulum at the time and they're like, you should come to Tulum. Like, I feel a yes, but logically it doesn't make sense for me to go to Tulum. I just signed a lease in Vancouver. I'm here. I could like stay in Costa Rica, but my soul was like, go to Tulum. Like, go to Tulum. And I ended up booking an overnight flight, flying into Tulum. As soon as I got there, it was just like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I remember doing this new moon ceremony with a group of people. And we ended up doing this ceremony where we were like calling in all that we desire. And we were connecting with each other on such a deep level and like, like opening our hearts and like being very sensual with each other. And the next day I was hanging out with my friends, And I remember feeling such a deep shame because I'm like, I don't feel like I can tell this guy that I'm dating about this. Like, I imagine he's going to judge me. And my friend at the time, she was like, why would you ever want to be with someone who you don't feel safe to be yourself with, who you feel like you can't be yourself with? It smacked me across the face. And I was like, wow, you're so right. I've been doing that for so long. I haven't been allowing myself to be myself in relationship. I've been people pleasing the whole time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so I ended up saying and like really declaring to myself that like, I am done not being myself. I am done fucking around in relationships. I am done wasting my time. I am done with the almost it guy. I am done. I am done. I am done. And the declaration was so strong that the next day I went for a massage, go to the spa and I'm laying in there and I'm like, I'm ready to let go of anything that's not for me and call in all it is. And it was so strong. Like I was vibrating on such a high frequency. Like I was like, I feel like that's the most alignment I've ever been with my higher self. I'm like, I feel me and I'm ready. Like courageous willingness to actually be completely done with the pattern, to be completely done with my bullshit, to be completely done. And that powerful declaration is what aligned me with my partner, Scott. Hmm. An hour later, I walked in. I walked into the steam room and he's sitting right there in front of me. And I looked at him in the eye and I was like, hmm. <laughs> instant connection, but not the chemical butterfly mm-hmm. connection, but the like safe, peaceful, knowing connection. Mm-hmm. And he asked for my number and I was like, if I say no, I'm betraying myself. And if you hear in my story, it's been a journey of self-betrayal. So this was a moment where I'm like, I'm actually going to choose to fully commit and choose me. And then that night broke up with the guy that I was dating. He was actually dating someone else and he ended things with her. And we slowly allowed ourselves to fall in love, build the relationship that we have. And it has been the one that I've been looking for all along. Mm. I was just looking for it in all the wrong places. And so it's been a journey. I love this. Thank you so much for letting us in on that. And it, it's just so many evolutions like in that. And what I hear is just all the different iterations of Taylor and all the different points. Cause it's not that any of it is I'm not there yet, but it's always yeah. this fine intervention. Um, there's another lesson. There's another layer. There's another lesson. There's another layer and God yeah. universe source will always come back and give you these lessons and these tests to go. There's something yeah. else. There's something else how strong are you in that? And I know anyone that's listening here, you're on a journey of self-discovery. You're on a journey of relational health, your like self, people, business, money. Like it's that type of thing that sometimes we can get teetered off because we can easily go back into old patternings of people always leave. That was my thing. Men always leave. Men don't actually love me for who I am. So let me play the certain role so that you'll choose me ultimately. Mm -hmm. And then you'll reject me and then you'll cheat on me and then you'll leave. And that's how it's going to be because I have this firm belief I'm too much. And so it's, Mm -hmm. but you can realize in heartbreak, it cracks you open to these things. And so anyone that like, even as I was listening, I was having so many downloads where I was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like falling in love with the potential, falling in love with the almost it guy, falling in love with someone that keeps coming and pushing and pulling and doing the secrets and doing the things. And you're like, there's something about this that isn't right. But we do this thing if we haven't taken the space. And I say this a lot where people are like, I've been single. And I was like, no, you fucking haven't. You still have (laughs) roster. That doesn't count as being single. Being single is being completely alone with yourself, your insecurities, your vulnerabilities, your parts. This is why the alchemy journey kind of started where it was like, it's this true space so you can actually alchemize what's in your nervous system mm-hmm. so that when you are a clean slate and going into relationship and to call in conscious relationship, it's this, I'm doing this because this benefits me. I'm not doing this to validate any of my old wounding. And that's mm-hmm. where understanding relational health really comes into play because often every relationship we're playing out something. It's just, yeah. is this a person I can play this out with? Like, are they going to be on my team as we go on this journey? Which you were talking about earlier is like in that partnership, it's, it's the wounding, it's the vulnerability, it's the shadows, it's the thing, but it is this yeah. person's place for that? Or is it my old wounding? Like there's things that are like present version wounding of like insecurities and worthiness and what have you. But then there's also that pattern of like men love and leave men love and leave, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing that you were saying was playing out with your father where it's like, oh, but like men can love and stay and it can be a little tricky and a little bit sticky and we can still heal. But like, what if they did stay? And that's what it sounds like Mm -hmm. to me where it's like, you learn to stay in your own lane and in yourself. And therefore Mm -hmm. God gifted you a person that's like, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world, but they're going to stay. And that to me is what conscious relationship is. And I'd love to hear your take on what you believe conscious relationship is. Cause I think it gets so lost in this like woo woo ethereal world. And I love it sometimes, but I'm not, (laughs) I am a 
person. Let's be fucking serious. But yep. <laughs> there is still like my audience is a very like tangible, not like I had someone come on and it was like, steam your yoni. I was like, my audience is not there yet. Like that's not where we're at. <laughs> like, in intangible terms of like a conscious relationship, what do you from your many iterations of yeah. you know love being your biggest mirror of growth in the portal of your journey what do you feel and what do you describe conscious relationship as mm, that's such a beautiful question and in my perspective most of us are living unconsciously in our relationships because like you said we all have parts and patterns and projections and wounds and insecurities and fears and stories and doubts and all of these things that come up. But if we're not conscious of them, then we're unconsciously playing them out. Right. And so in my experience, a conscious relationship is the one where you are aware of all of these things. You are aware of your parts. You are aware of your projections. You are aware of your insecurities, your own stories, your ego. You're aware of all of it. And you're willing to take responsibility for it. You're not blaming your partner. You're not blaming your parents. You're not blaming anyone. There's a level of self-responsibility that comes into it where you are aware, like first key, self-awareness. I'm aware of how my past has played into my relationship dynamics. You can see the patterns that played out, right? I can see how I was creating all of these dynamics, but I wasn't doing it from a conscious place. My little girl, my wounded little girl was deciding for me. And so I like to do an audit, like an inventory of all the relationships that I've had. You know, if I was to look back at all of the relationships that I have and see the dynamics and see the qualities and see the way that I would describe these men that I dated, what's the theme across the board? And you can see what your wounded story is. If it's men lie, men leave, men don't love me, I can't be myself, I'm not good enough, I'm too much, you can see what the core belief is. And once we're aware of our core belief, then we can work on healing it. But if we don't know what it is, we can't do anything about it. Mm. And that's the reflection piece, right? So awareness, having the awareness of these things, reflecting on them looking back and actually taking inventory and learning from all of our lessons in love, learning from the things that we've been through and then taking responsibility for them, right? I can own that I chose these relationships. I can own that I chose it. Even if I didn't consciously do it, there was a part of me that was choosing them. And can I work with that part, take responsibility for that part? And then the next piece would be reclamation reclamation. I'm claiming all of me. I'm claiming my full self. I'm not letting these disowned, wounded, rejected parts of me lead the way. I, Taylor, as the higher version of myself, am going to consciously choose how I respond in every single situation. And I think consciousness is this intentional awareness. It's not the reactivity to things which is where most of us have operated from. That's why we've chosen the ways that we have, because there's, you know, something unresolved or unprocessed or unhealed within our nervous system that is reacting to these situations. And so the conscious relationship is, I am choosing, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing to have the hard conversations. I'm choosing to be honest. I'm choosing to do the work to heal my inner child. I'm choosing to own and reclaim all parts of me. I'm choosing to recognize my patterns and then I'm going to choose how I relate to you now. And it's not the easy relationship, but it's a lot easier than the heartbreak that we keep putting ourselves through. So like, you know, my partner and I, we do a lot of deep, deep, deep work in relationship, but it's exactly what you said. It's like, rather than us, you know, being aware and then like hurting each other more. It's like, no, we're actually willing to do the work together and not leave when it gets hard. Like from the very beginning, we had this saying, don't eject, you know, like our first thing that we ever did together was a cold plunge. Mm -hmm. And if you ever sit in a cold plunge with your partner, you will realize how much you can hold the tension with them, how much you can be in the state of discomfort and regulate your nervous system. It is so powerful. So like if you work on just regulating your nervous system in these spaces of trigger, in these spaces of discomfort, in these spaces of like big overwhelm, 
and not react to it, not eject, not get out when it gets hard or when it gets hot or when it gets heavy, but ground yourself and regulate yourself. On the other side, you will see so much growth, so much growth. Like the other night we had this, the hardest conversation of my life where I was like, you know, it would be too triggering for me in the past. I would have ejected out of the relationship because it literally poked on the deepest wound that I had. The deepest wound that I had in relationship, my partner was like, I have this desire. I have this desire. And if I had been like, I can't handle this, I can't hold this, I would have ejected out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. But instead, because I have the skills of emotional regulation and nervous system regulation and being able to hold space, it allowed us to move through this deep conflict or challenge without me reacting or ejecting, without him reacting or ejecting, and for us to actually come deeper in intimacy and connection with each other and realizing that the desire was actually coming from a wound and an unexpressed need. And so we're like, how can we meet this need within our relationship rather than looking elsewhere for it, rather than unconsciously reacting or acting on it it's like how can we own and see these parts of ourselves that are unexpressed and unprocessed and instead of shaming them or judging them or putting them into the shadow we take responsibility for them and we say hey this part of me belongs here it has a place here in this relationship and then you can be loved for all that you are and there's a level of safety and commitment and devotion that exists within the partnership. Like we're devoted to the relationship first and foremost. We're not fighting against each other. We're not blaming each other. We're not pushing against each other. We're saying, hey, there's something between us and how can we heal and resolve that together? And whether it's an old piece or a present piece, we work on it together. And I think that's the consciousness of it. A hundred percent. Dang it, Laura. <laughs> but it, it is the thing when it comes down to like conscious relationship, it's can you fully accept another because you fully accept yourself? You know your parts, you know your wounds, you know your triggers. So therefore you can sit in this space of non-reactivity, which then yeah. makes it safe for that other person to come forward. And then you're no longer passing triggers and traumas back and forth to each other so that you can actually sit and hold the capacity of the lifetimes that your partner has lived before you, you know, because a lot of times in partnership, especially in modern dating right now, a lot of people are coming in and it's like, why aren't you like me? Why aren't you catering to my triggers? Why aren't you like, and this is what birthed the pre-housewife era. It's so me focused and protection of your past and your bullshit that you're forgetting that there's another person sitting in front of you. And the Mm -hmm. conscious relationship is that you clean up your side of the street so that you can hold space for another person's side of the street. And that's what I see conscious relationship as. And that's what I hear from what you're saying as well. It's like, I can see my partner in the magnitude and the storylines that he has lived mm-hmm. and because I know myself so well I can fucking hold that and that's what creates longevity that's what creates safety consistency stability plus the wild heart being able to be free and the self-expression mm-hmm. and the explorations that we do want to have within partnership because we do have the six human needs you know it yeah. really is playing into those that you're doing so like it sounds like you're just creating art within your love and in from mm-hmm. the journey that you've lived to be able to show up in your partnership in those kinds of ways. And I've loved that you've been able to share that with us. And I know my audience is going to get so much from this because I'm sitting, I'm literally like, I have to go do a journal <laughs> session after this because I'm having so many fucking downloads from like rethinking, stepping into stuff, this move transition. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Like, that's fucking it. Cool. And I'm going to go, well, I mean, I have an interview in four minutes, but I'm like, after that, I'm like, I have things to noodle on. So I'm so thankful for this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Are there any last words thank that you have for our audiences? Mm. Thank you first and foremost for having me. This was so much fun. And I'm so grateful to share my story because I know that we learned so much through each other, through the failings, through the mishaps, through the mistakes, through the lessons, through the growth, through the evolution of becoming. And so Thank you for allowing me the space to share and receiving it. And for everyone who's listening, thank you for receiving it. And I hope that you experience some self-reflection and introspection from it and that you can see 
my journey of becoming the woman that I am today as an example of what's possible for you as well. That no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've experienced, no matter how many heartbreaks or mistakes that you have made, that you can have the healthy love and that comes on the other side of the self-responsibility and the self-acceptance and the self-reclamation. And, you know, being in the pre-housewife era, that is the time to do it. That is the time to do it. Because, you know, when you do really see and love and like really, really love all parts of you all the way, even the stuff that you may have felt shame for, even the stuff that you didn't accept, if you do that, then you don't need someone else to do it for you. Then you can show up as all of you in love. And that's where the true, true intimacy comes from. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Such a gift. It is such a gift to know you and love you in this space. Where can my community connect with you? Well, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) My Instagram is at Taylor, the life coach. And that is where you can find me on Instagram. I have a podcast. I have a website. I have all these magical places that I like to hang out on the interwebs. So if anyone wants to follow me, that is the place to hang out. Yes. And her content is it's extraordinary. Honestly, it's so fun to watch it. And like I said, I'm so expanded by your journey and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for Feel sharing. The same it about us. you. Same with things. you, sister. I love it. God has a funny way of connecting people in its way. And it's many I ways. I know. It's style you know that's it for us <laughs> and who knew it. that we'd have so much in common on the Literally. other side of that <laughs> besides wearing hats right? <laughs> i love this well everyone that's listening thank you so much i'm going to put everything in the show notes make sure you take those sexy little thumbs of yours and subscribe because it gets more, it helps us more than you even fucking know it helps us get amazing people like taylor on this so go do that plus we drop episodes every monday and y'all know you love this shit so i love you and we'll see you somewhere on the internet or we'll see you next monday bye 